Hello and welcome to another episode of the Flatpak Company Audio Show. Uh, it's awesome to have you guys here. Uh, in this episode, we're going to jump right into the challenges that we've faced this past year in, in 2020. Um, all of those being because of COVID. It's been a, a pretty hard year um, and we're very fortunate uh, to still be here. There were a few critical times for us during last year, mostly during the second half of last year, that really saved our butts. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll jump straight in. Uh, so if we rewind back to March last year, um, the first lockdown hit in New Zealand and what that meant for the 10,000 students uh, in halls throughout the country was that uh, they all went home or went back to mum and dad's place and well, the majority of them anyway uh, and they spent the next two or three months there um, and most of them actually didn't come back until sort of the start of second semester. Um, what, what that meant for us is that we weren't able to begin building relationships with our ambassadors um, which sort of indirectly affected sales throughout the year. Uh, on, on top of that, uh, we do things like, I say we do giveaways, um, usually around the start of the year. Uh, and with those giveaways, there's usually quite a lot of word of mouth advertising that goes with those. Uh, the reason being that there's three or 400 students in halls and you know we, we do a giveaway, so we give away uh, 500 bucks and those students start talking um, and they talk amongst each other but because everyone was home there was none of the word of mouth aspect to anything we did um, which yeah was just another issue and things just didn't work as well as they would have if students were back in halls um, there were, the student market itself was just really disrupted um, for example in Dunedin students begin signing flats or they begin thinking about flats in sort of April, May, and the majority of students in Dunedin have signed flats before the end of first semester. Um, obviously, with, with everyone being home, there was none of that going on, and no one was really thinking about flatting, let alone what bed they're going to purchase. Um, so that had a big effect on us and just pushed things back um, quite quickly. And, yeah, yeah, it just it, it was tough. Um, so, I mean, as students came back, they came back in second semester, uh, they, you know, some of them started signing flats, um, some of them still weren't sure if they were going to stay at university or not, um, again, due to the disruption, some of them actually never came back um, and decided, you know, university wasn't for them and part of that, well, a lot of that would be around the social aspect that they missed out on being in halls, um, yeah, which is no fault of their own. But anyway, what what ended up happening for us is that students, because students weren't sure what they were doing next year, um, <clears throat> there was sort of this issue where they didn't want to be locked into their bed if they purchased a bed. Um, so what, what we ended up doing was creating a no questions asked refund policy. Um, and, and what it did is gave students peace of mind if they did purchase through the flat pack that they could have that bed refunded if their situation changed. Um, in, in total we had about 30 refunds which is a lot less than we expected um, and these these beds were simply on sold to other students throughout the country. And so if we fast forward to August, our initial plan was to place uh, three orders with, with our supplier 
throughout this past year uh, one in august one in september one in october um, and sort of stagger those beds coming into the country um, because you know we need we need beds for early january for those summer students coming back and then we need beds for early february as everyone comes back for um flow week and o week but that plan went out the window pretty quickly <laughs> um what happened with uh, factories over in Asia was that they went into lockdown and when they came back out of lockdown <laughs> they expected a decrease in demand and factory capacities were about at about 80% and what actually ended up happening was factory uh, demand for imported products just shot through the roof um, e-commerce exploded and factories just couldn't keep up so what was traditionally two or three month lead times um, turned into five or six months. And what that meant for us is that we basically had no time to muck around with these multiple orders and that we needed to place an, a big order right now, um, which we ended up doing. And I mean, that that's just business and you sort of got to think on your feet and, and make things work. Um, and that's how we sort of mitigated that issue. Um, yeah, leading on, on on that sort of leads us on to the next the next issue being international freight. So freight, um, get, trying to get those products from Asia to New Zealand um, through sea freight. <clears throat> Traditionally, containers on a boat um, cost uh, from Asia cost between fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for for a forty foot container, and now prices are between six and seven thousand dollars for the same forty foot container which is an unbelievable increase you know that's what's that a 300 percent plus increase um it's that's just crazy and we'll never see prices as low as they were ever again i don't think um the reason being that new zealand is so out of the way um the majority of their volume of asia asia manufacturers volume would go to us and europe um, and because new zealand's at the bottom of the world um prices just got super expensive and on top of that what freight companies started doing was they sort of implemented a priority to containers getting onto ships and that was a fee for clients Um, so they started charging a thousand dollar fees to prioritize your container getting onto the ship and and what happened was everyone started paying these fees (laughs) so everyone was adding another thousand dollars onto each container and for, for us initially we were like we're, we're not going to pay that um, but everyone was paying it so our shipment was just getting pushed back and back and back so eventually we you know we're looking at our timeline going we need these beds in by early January to get these to get the initial deliveries out to summer school students um, so we had to pay um, that thousand dollar fee on all of the containers which is another huge expense uh, on top of the you know increase in containers coming out of asia um the way we're responding to that is simply increasing our price increasing the retail price it's what um, every other importing business will do and the effects that um, the container prices are having is that the end consumer will end up paying more for imported products 
Uh, it's just the way it is and it's the way everyone has to deal with it to sort of compensate for that increase in price. Um, so initially and usually we try and get containers to land in New Zealand um, early December to give ourselves plenty of time to get that organized um, and then move those containers into our facilities and have the beds sitting in our facilities ready to go out to customers. That that timeline was pushed out to just before Christmas, initially just before Christmas, which, um, you know, we, we, were, we knew we were pushing it pretty close. The next big issue that came for us was congested ports in New Zealand into the port and the port not being able to unload those ships fast enough um, to put this into perspective there are ships at the moment or vessels in the moment sitting in the Auckland in Auckland Harbour um, for about 21 days so they're sitting there just waiting um, to be unloaded which um, is obviously that's a huge expense for for the sea freight companies which they're also passing on to us um, hence the yeah, increasing container prices. Um, we didn't really have enough time to for, for congested ports. Um, so what we ended up doing is sending all of our products down to Littleton and Christchurch, where they were one of the least congested ports in New Zealand at the time. Um, and we inter or domestically transferred all of the products um, to where they needed to go. Um, so down to Dunedin, up to Wellington, up to Hamilton and Auckland as well. We managed to get the shipment to up to Wellington before New Year's. So it, the ship um, landed in port pre-Christmas, but because of the slight congestion, those uh, our containers weren't cleared through customs until uh, the 28th of December. And we were just frantically trying to get um, a container to the North Island, which we managed to do um, in, the, in the nick of time. So we, so the products came into our supplies facility in Christchurch. Um, one container got sent straight up to Wellington and we managed to get that container into the bulk freight network um, just in time and they managed to get it um, into Wellington and it sat in their depot until the 5th of January. Uh, obviously, on top of that, all businesses sort of tend to shut up through um, that New Year period. And it was a little bit unlucky, but the way that public holidays fell, um, it meant that most businesses didn't open back up until the 5th of January. Um, so we weren't able to get, um, we weren't able to move into our facilities um, until the 5th of January which was the same day that products were due to be delivered to customers. Um, so, I mean, that was a really stressful time for us. And again, it's just one of those things. Um, I ended up going down to Wellington. Angus was based in Christchurch. And we had an awesome team um, based down in Dunedin. Um, so shout out to Liam McKillop and the Dunedin team down there. Um, we moved in a total of around 600 beds initially uh, on that day um, and had about 40 odd beds being delivered as well um, so straight delivered straight to customers 
um so yeah to sort of put in into perspective how stressful it was we had um 60 60 pallets arrive in dunedin um which consisted of 400 mattresses and 400 bases um and it was pissing down with rain and yeah the team down there just did did an awesome job and, and got it done and uh, all of those orders on the 5th of january were delivered um to the customer on their requested day which yeah is something that we're really proud of um, especially in those circumstances um but yeah it's just just one of those things and something that we we've learned from and um, we know to give ourselves a lot more time in future uh, which we will and yeah I mean it's, it's something that we we couldn't really plan for um, it's something the world's never seen and it's unbelievable the flow and effects of a virus really um, you know who would have thought a virus would mean that um, shipping prices you know explode by 300 percent no no one would have guessed that um, but yeah it is it is what it is and yeah you sort of just take it on the chin and, and keep moving forward um, but yeah to to summarize it's been it's been a pretty hectic year um, everything seemed to come together at the last minute which we're really thankful for uh, we've had a, a lot of learnings um, particularly around organization of things like forklifts um, and and timelines and, and moving dates um, and just having everything prepared well in advance um, which it, which is yeah one of the big learnings that that we had last year and that we will implement this year um, and just ensuring that uh, we've got plenty of time if there are any muck-ups or if COVID was to happen again or there was another lockdown um, but yeah we sort of tried to stay cool under pressure um, we try not to point the finger at anyone uh, because it is no one's fault and yeah it's just just one of those things we're really thankful for for our supplier and the way that him and him and their team handled the situation um, that was one of the big reasons that we were able to move in on the 5th of january and we were able to get all those deliveries out when we said we would um, otherwise you know we may have been four or five days behind and those summer school customers may may not have had a bed to sleep on um but hey we look yeah we look forward to the challenges that that 2021 brings and i'm sure there will be a few um but you tend to sort of learn and grow during these times um and again yeah we're really thankful that everything fell into place um so yeah thanks thanks for tuning in again uh, i hope hope you learned a thing or two and yeah we'll, we'll catch you next time cheers